It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Time on Podcast. It's the Southern Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. It's the midweek social. Uh, things are going very well. I've used the right opening sequence. I've right, used the correct graphics. So something is going to go wrong at some point. Um, but before it does, I want to introduce you quickly to my guest, Robert. Hello, Robert. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Thanks, Mike. How are you? Oh, very well. Thank you. Um, so you, you may be one of the people who didn't hear, but um, very few people. So I missed yesterday because um, isolation. Yeah. Um, COVID did actually get me in the end, um, so I was a bit wiped out last couple of days, but I'm, I'm back now. Um, so you're going to have to give me everything, um, how it felt, the whole the whole thing from yesterday. Um, how, how was it? Go on, Arthur. All right, so from my point of view, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the same with everyone's. The first half, I believe, uh, it was quite ropey. Um, it wasn't really one-sided. It was more like... Uh, 50-50 in a sense that there weren't any chances or big, big chances. Um, second half was more lively, especially from us. We had more shots on target, more shots at the keeper, and uh, we worked him more and then found out his weaknesses and strengths and mainly his weaknesses. And then um, we obviously capitalised with the 80th minute winner from Craig Eastman. So, yeah. And, yeah, well, it, it, a great goal, um, a great uh 
performance for him and uh, on one of his landmark he loves the landmark we were, we, it was all being said yesterday um so yeah that, that jumped ahead a little bit sorry i'm too excited um tell us a little bit about yourself um obviously you're you're a, a couple of years younger than me um for anyone who can't see he's a good few years younger than me um how how comes your support in something how, how do you, how long have you been supporting something so i've been supporting them for four years pretty sure this is the fifth year this uh season uh, it all started when my sister played for the uh women's team and um back then i was quite naive about the lower leagues um and then she said she could get me a season ticket so uh i remember messaging all my mates and i was like oh i can get free season tickets for you guys because she got like special royalty or something like that and then they were like oh that's, that's a sick idea we should all do that and then couple of my mates all went down. Uh, we did that for a couple of seasons. Um, and uh, a few of them still go now. But yeah, that's pretty much how I got uh, into Sutton United through my sister playing for them. That, that is brilliant. Um, so you would have been coming in the season after the the big FA Cup run? Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Like I, and then I did some research and I was like, ah, oh, a year before. <laughs> yeah, um, don't worry it'll come again i only waited 30 odd years for that big game oh, to come God. again don't, don't, don't worry you'll, you'll be fine um so you sort of jumped up onto my radar because um i was as i do going through twitter and i saw your youtube channel um so tell us a little bit about that is, is, is it is it Ro is robert 44 yeah and uh, just search for that on youtube so what is it you do on there to tell people who don't necessarily know? So um, I believe it was the season Matt Gray came in charge of uh, Sutton. I started that season vlogging uh, the games, going to them, seeing the atmosphere and pretty much just recording the games, home and away, occasional away ones pretty much, because at that time I was, I was still quite young and um, I didn't really want to be travelling so far away, this, that, the other. But... It all came about with me doing previews, reviews, um, and just enjoying making content, really. And uh, it got quite a bit of support, um, which I was much appreciative of. And then lockdown came along, and that kind of sort of killed the the momentum of the channel and the like motivation, because it was mainly based on um, match day vlogs. And obviously, since we can do that, um, it sort of it sort of um, made the the channel a bit down if you get what I mean but um yeah I did a few live streams live watch-alongs and stuff like that and then I took about a year break and I've only just come back now and um because I'm in college now I'm just trying to start um getting interviews with like managers and stuff to build like a portfolio so by the time uh next year or no the year after next when I go to university I can um hopefully try and get into the media side of football so, okay that's Excellent, <laughs> fantastic ambition. So, are you? Um, you don't have to be. So, are you talking to SUC TV as well? Are you getting involved with any of them? They doing or doing your own thing separately? Um, so, I've been in contact with uh, James. He's the guy that runs <laughs> a large part of it. He's um, inviting me down um, for a few home games, which I still haven't managed to do yet. To have like a tour of the place, so yeah. I will need to do that, and it'll get like a a bigger feel and a better understanding of how it all works. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll meet our guest in a minute, um, John, who is Carlisle um, 
journalist supporter or supporter slash journalist um and so he does a lot for Carlisle as well in, in print media so he's maybe worth having a chat with him so that's something else yeah um i obviously saw you because you got your interview with matt which is something i've not yet tried to do um how did you find that he's uh, how was he so um i spoke to matt in 2019 uh, i used to do the vlogs as i mentioned it was borough at home um that was a famous game obviously with two nil down came back to all but before that game i remember getting an interview with him because i got approached by one of his relatives i can't remember how close but it was his relative and he said that he could get me an interview before the game a five ten minute chat so i was like yeah that sounds great um i did that and it went pretty well uh, we had a nice chat and then um i messaged him i messaged him on twitter uh like two weeks ago and um said that we, we could have a little chat asked if we could have a chat about the season review about last season and the famous title winning season and uh, he basically said yeah and um fast forward to the interview part i was quite nervous about that um i feel like i stuttered a few words and stuff i wasn't as outgoing as i could have been because of a uh, like the figure he was but um overall i think it was quite good i think it quite, uh, did quite well it was very good and is a lot better than um, i would have done so don't worry i've already i i do lots of errs and ums and i'm i'm not i'm not interviewing someone i'll be sitting there going i love you <laughs> in the couple of seconds um so yeah um, anyone uh, check out uh obviously on my socials i did i did retweet it but um check out uh the, the rob 44 and the interview is on there um and as i say I, it was retweeted a couple of times on twitter so um do look out for it, it was a really good interview uh, on to, back onto the game sorry i did jump ahead i was just too excited um the a big crowd for a Tuesday night um, and for the Pizza Cup. Are you, are you a fan of the Pizza Cup or are you one of the... Um, I didn't really... I took it as like a game's a game, a cup's a cup. I, I heard about people like doing this so-called boycott thing um, mm -hmm. when it came about, as soon as we got like further into the group stages. I didn't really know why, but I can sort of understand from different perspectives. But mm -hmm. for me as a youngster, a game's a game. We're going so far in the cup. We had good draws against Portsmouth away, Palace at home. So it's it's just about enjoying the football, really. And we're doing quite well. So anything could happen this season with this cup. I'm just enjoying yeah, it. Absolutely. Jumped on the I jumped on the bandwagon quite early. Um, but I'm a glory hunter. And we found when I found out how much prize money was at stake, I was like, yeah, we're having yeah. some of that. Um before the game, Matt threw a few surprises, um, with quite a few changes. Um, one piece of good news is, is Craig's red card was was rescinded, which was yeah. a ridiculous card. Um, but what did you think of the changes? I mean, I, I, I'd actually thought Enzio should have started on Saturday instead of Dave, um, and then they, he actually switched it around yesterday and put Enzio and Dave on the bench. Um, were you expecting those changes, or were you thrown a little bit? I mean, I didn't actually go to the game on Saturday. I wasn't feeling too well, but um, going from sort of general knowledge i think because we want to do so well in this cup he's trying to just put stronger players as strong like a lineup as he can so i don't think it's much surprise that um uh david was on the bench for this game even though i just said stronger players but um with our squad depth we got the likes of enzio we got ricky jr koboa or like um more people that can fill in the gaps of the of the more experienced, not more experienced, the more, uh, I don't know the word, yeah, the, uh, the more 
starters. Um, the so, yeah. yeah, the regulars. I'm not too. I'm not too surprised to be honest. But he did put a few players on near the near the end um, yeah, to he, see the game out. But yeah, he's, he's certainly mixed up with the fresh legs. Normally, it's the other side, the people who were on coming on for the last thirty. But then we had yeah. um, with Tanks and Omar and Dave running them. <laughs> that must be terrifying. Um, then obviously, as we said, we got Eastie on his very much landmark goal. Um, a couple of hairy moments after that, we could have had 2-0. I know Andrew um, from on, on Twitter was quite upset that Dave's goal didn't go in. Um, oh, yeah. I felt if you'd taken another two steps, it, it might have just got the legs, but then if you'd taken the other two steps, the ref probably would have blown the whistle anyway. So, yeah. um, But that would have just put a nice seal on it. Um, but into the semi-finals, um, who do you fancy? Do you ever? I mean... I think ideally, Hartlepool at home would be the perfect um, outcome. Obviously, we, we have beaten them before, and um, the last couple of times we faced them, we have beaten them. We know their standard. We know quite a lot about them, and a home tie against a team like Hartlepool would would really be intimidating for them. Um, but if we get an away tie to any of the sides, it'll be a good day out, a good outing. So, but yeah, I, I'm just excited to see what we get. Well. I I disagree ever so slightly because I feel that Hartlepool, they've got nothing left at the moment. They're, they're not going to get into the playoffs. They're not going to get relegated. So mm. they can put all their energy into this semi-final. Um, whereas both Wigan and Rotherham at the business end of League One. So they might be feeling, you know what, what's the priority? This yeah. cup or getting the league? That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. I think I'd like us and Hartlepool home against the League One opposition and we both knock them out and we both get to Wembley and we stuff them at Wembley. <laughs> that would be my ideal. Um, but looking forward to... Oh, no, before I look forward, I have to remember, I'm going to ask you for who's your player of the day yesterday. I'm so, going to go with Craig Eastman. Craig. Obviously, <laughs> landmark, 300 appearances. He got his goal. He did what he does best, dominating the midfield. <laughs> So it has to be Craig Eastman for that game. Absolutely, yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, so, yes, uh, I covered everything in there. So we are going to just quickly move on to chat about the match on Saturday. And joining us now to do that is John, who is a journalist, supporter, supporter journalist. Which way around is it? Is it, John? Sorry. Well, I'm paid to be a journalist, not a supporter, but sometimes the, the line's a bit blurred. But they're not paying me to cheer and, and, and all that. So I'll, I'll say journalist first by a, a short head. <laughs> Lovely. Um, so how long have you been covering Harla? I've been covering them since 2005. So it's, mm -hmm. yeah, 16 and a half years now. Um, the first season I covered, Carlisle won the league and got to a cup final and that gave me a complete delusion as to what it's going to be like. Not been quite as glorious since, but it's it's never never a dull moment. This hasn't been a great season, frankly. But um, you know, as a reporter, you just have to keep your eye on what's around the corner and what what comes next. And you know, they're in a slightly better position than they were maybe six weeks ago, which which is a bit of a relief at the moment. Although there's still still a long way to go. Yeah, no, I don't. It's the last few results. Although when you protect look at the actual um, the form guide it does it gives only like a, a two one two but the losses were against um forest green and who was it against um, sorry 
Probably Mansfield, I think. Mansfield, yeah. Into sort of early December, yeah. They had a little yeah. unbeaten run in between. And they're, they're, going, they're going great guns. Mm. So those two blemishes aren't exactly the worst in the world. Um, how? What were the expectations of the season? And how are you going against against those? Well, I think they're certainly below expectations to be what, fifth bottom and until quite recently uh, looking really fearful about what what might come this season um going into sort of november december the team's form and performance levels were were really poor um it cost chris beach the previous manager his job obviously was there was the four nil thrashing at your place which really flattered us i have to say um still remember that the final whistle going when your man was playing through in added time oh, he been wasn't happy about that <laughs> And it wouldn't have flattered it. It wouldn't have flattered something at all. Anyway, that that was where Carlisle were in sort of mm -hmm. the autumn time. Thankfully, since then, uh, the new manager, Keith Millen's come in in, in late October and, and gradually started to turn things around a bit, made the team a bit more solid, cut down the goals against, got a way of playing that seems a bit more effective for the players that they have, brought one or two in as well, and, and they picked up um, three wins in quick, well, relatively quick succession, although it was a bit of COVID interruption. But those few points in a five-game unbeaten run has made all the difference in in keeping them, you know, the wolf from the door in that relegation battle. Because all of a sudden, that they're eight points clear of the bottom two, which mm -hmm. nobody thought was possible in sort of October times. So, uh, but yeah, pre-season expectations weren't, I don't think, for for this sort of struggle. There was probably a bit of you know, measured scepticism around about how good the squad was, certainly lacking in one or two areas, but I don't think anyone really expected it to nosedive as much as it did. So it's been a bit of a rescue job ever since, and they are a more competitive side now. I mean, they, they got turned over at Forest Green on Saturday, which, which most teams do, and they're not the, they're not the finished article, Carlisle, by a long way, but they've, they've given people a little bit more hope that it's not going to be the, the ultimate disaster this year after all. Well, I think... I think you guys just got quite unlucky meeting us at that point because I think we'd had a few games where we were just so close, just so close. And you could kind of, I don't know, Robert, if you remember back, we, you knew that we were going to do something to someone. Mm. Um, at some stage, it was like, this is going to click. This is going to click. And yeah, it did click against you guys. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Tance. Um, I've got that video somewhere of him going absolutely crazy when he was clean through. And he actually didn't score a home goal then for uh, up until... A couple of weeks ago, didn't he? Um, so <laughs> that, he would have been delighted to get that on his his second debut. I think it was. Well, we're quite um, glad that you know four 0 as I say, four 0 flattered us. It was our heavy, heaviest league defeat for, for quite some time, actually. Um, and yeah, you, we hit you at a bad point. You hit us at a great point, I think, because Carlisle were really at their their worst on that day. And I think it was that was one of the days that really pushed. Unfortunately, that pushed the manager towards the brink. I think. <clears> you know, more than a few weeks after that. Yeah, teams don't really like, they don't react very well to losing to Sutton, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> who else, was it someone else recently lost their job as well? Uh, oh, Colchester, just the manager. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, teams don't like losing to little old Sutton. Um, what What did you know about Sutton before this season? Did you have any, any knowledge of us at all? Uh, well, only only a pretty basic working knowledge. In all honesty, you know, the clubs have never really crossed paths before this season um like like everyone that's followed football for a number of years i remember the, the coventry city um fa cup tie it's embedded in my memory as a young supporter on television um 
and that it never seemed to be off the telly for a long time. That, that <laughs> was it. It was, it was a really magical thing. Um, and and obviously the more recent sort of cup escapades that you've had as well. Um, but other than that, really, just you know, it was really eye catching how how well that you did last season to, to to run away with that league. Because as we're seeing again this season, the competitiveness of the national league is is ridiculous. You know, even more so when you've got Wrexham throwing three hundred grand at, at players <laughs> middle of the season. It's it, it, somebody tweeted maybe before said so we really don't want to be going down into that league because you can vanish. So to, to come up as impressively as you did really caught the eye. There's a couple of ex Carlisle players in amongst your ranks as well, which obviously we're aware of. But other than that, no, I wouldn't say I had anything more than than that sort of knowledge. And it's you know, I, I wouldn't say I would have expected something to come up and be in that automatic race, but mm-hmm. you don't see many teams come up and, and go back down again. I'm not sure it's, it's, no, it's, it never happened. So that momentum, I always thought, would, would take you into a competitive season. Um, but you've probably exceeded expectations, I imagine, in, in your own place. Yeah, no, this definitely, I mean, I don't, I, Robert, I don't, I'm sorry, Robert, I don't know about you, but for the first time in a long, long time when we got promoted this season, although we will keep banging and banging and banging on about 50 points, 50 points, 50 points. I certainly was like, do you know what? I think we're going to be okay. Um, yeah. Which is strange for me as a Sutton sport, because mm. normally it's like, right, let's tick off those 50 points. But I kind of always thought, because as you say, teams tend not to go down straight away. And the teams that came down to us in national league, um, Knox County springs to mind. Well, we're going to absolutely destroy this league. We're going to be brilliant. We just yeah. really struggled. So, um, but one little thing I wanted to mention there is when you mentioned this uh, 300, 350,000 transfer, one of my friends is a Wimbledon supporter and he's got genuine worries <coughs> that this is going to cause them relegation, which would be lovely only because we could pass them as we did do a few years ago when we went down and they went up. <laughs> so we've never actually played them in a, in a league game. Um, so obviously Wimbledon supporters, I love you. <laughs> um, but what do we think on Saturday? Um, what kind of game do we reckon it's going to be? KG? Good question. I mean, Carlisle at home haven't been spectacular by any means, although they've not lost too many. They've drawn a lot. Um, and, and I guess Sutton's away record doesn't match up with the home record. So, very difficult. League two is is such an erratic sort of division. <clears throat> Carlisle the other week played Bradford City off the park, worthy 2-0 winners. Since then, they've kind of struggled for goals a little bit. So I think there's a little bit of pressure on them to, to sort of fill the void in front of goal. That's been the problem all season, to be honest, that the lowest scorers in the division equal with... Well, I think they will be the lowest scorers now because Scunthorpe there a couple the other night. Um, that's been the bugbear all the way. So... <laughs> Yeah, it, hard to hard to know, hard to know. I mean, I mean, one thing that's probably, I hope I don't jinx them, is, is Carlisle aren't pushovers anymore in the way that they were when they came to Sutton, when they had a few other sort of really poor defeats earlier in the season. So they, they've got, a, you know, one or two new faces in this month. The managers made them more solid defensively. I, I think after losing 3-0 at Forest Green, he might look to tighten them up a bit tactically, maybe, um, stiffen up the midfield a little <laughs> So whether it'll be a free-flowing thing, I'm not too sure. I mean, you guys will tell me how Sutton have been playing on the road, but I don't know. I, I don't anticipate a goal fest. Um, it might be a tight one because that's how it's tended to be at Carlisle by and large in the home games recently. 
have been. Robert, what do you think? Um, as he said there, when they lost 3-0 to Forest Green, um, going in a bit more compact in our game, I think it'll be harder to break down your defence and your whole squad. But I do think with like the pace that we have, I think we could really hit you on the on the counter at points. Um, but I don't want to go in uh, full force and say, yeah, we'll win. Because what might happen is we score a couple of goals and then concede late on and you might get a draw with us or even nick it last minute. So um, I'm just keeping my hopes up, keeping a bit humble and hopefully we just get the job done. I think it's going to depend hugely on how yourself, Carlisle, decide to go at it. Um, because I think, as, as Robert says, if we hit you on the we've got pace to hit you on the break. But if you don't give us the opportunity to to do that, we're, we're not going to do it. Um, I think you guys are going to keep it as tight as possible. Um, so I think it's going to be quite a cagey game. Um, and I would say it's going to be either one nil either way or or. or a lovely dull nil-nil draw, which we, we had against Northampton the other day. Um, obviously, my heart wants Sutton always, um, so I'm going to I'm going to predict a, a one nil to us. Um, probably knowing our lot, either an early goal and keep us on the, our toes the whole game, or a last minute winner, um, yeah. but just to make us fully depressed and then go home full of full of joys. Um, either of you want to stick out with a prediction? Well, I've just said it's not going to be a goal fest, so I'm going to go completely against that and say uh, something like 3-2 or something to cast. <laughs> just because it's got to happen eventually, hasn't it? We've had a yeah. lot of nils and one nils and all that. So, yeah, 3-2 thriller. I'm going to go with 2-1 and uh, a last-minute winner. A last-minute winner is what we, we've been used to a couple of uh, <laughs> weeks now. So I'm going to call it this time and say a last-minute winner. 2-1 okay. to Scotland. Because I'm a boring son, so I actually did a, a, an Excel chart on that to try and see how many goals we've we've scored and conceded in the last um, five minutes. Um, and I think there were, I think it was 11 games and 13 goals. And overall, we're one point better off than we were in the 85th minute that we ended up in the, at the end of the match. So that's very exciting for everyone. Really, yeah. <laughs> I can share my working out if you want to go. To yeah, see well, well, we're all shadows when we look at these things. Now, <laughs> we were at the Carlisle side recently, and the, the, their ability of scoring late goals themselves has been reasonable. In you know when they have scored lately, you know mm -hmm. they got a last in ninety third minute equaliser against Crawley the other week. They scored late to sort of wrap up the win against Bradford. Um, they got a very late winner against Walsall to sort of start the little improved run. So they have been staying in games going to the end. I mean, last weekend was a bridge too far for them at Forest Green, who were three yeah. ahead by the end, you know, unfortunately. But yeah, they've, they've been quite durable. And if, this, if they can stay in that game, if they can, you know, stay in it, levelled, you know, through the hour mark or something, maybe. Um, the signs are they can they can maybe nick something late on. So I don't know. We've got to cling on to all these things, haven't we? And Absolutely. We, <laughs> uh, we we just we we're sitting here casually talking about winning and staying in the promotion race when <laughs> we don't even believe we should even be here. Um, <laughs> there was one um, other quick thing I just saw before we came on that if anyone is travelling up, it's all cashless under bars and food in the way area so uh, make sure you bring your cards loaded up no don't sit there going to everyone i've only got cash sorry you'll have to sub me 
because <laughs> no one's going to believe you anymore. Um, but yeah, I think we can wrap it up there, guys. Um, thank you very much for your time. It's very, very much appreciated. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. If anyone wants to join in the chat, please do so on many of the socials at Sutton Podcast. On um, all of them, I, as I say, probably avoid TikTok because I haven't actually logged into that for ages. I haven't done anything on there. Um, but any of the others, I'm usually on. Um, and we will see you soon. I've got uh, the next one is lined up for, I think, Sunday. Um, so I will see you then. Um, thanks again. Thank you. Cheers. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.